You're right. That's a new intro song. That's nice. Do you know this? Is it um, Westworld? It sounds like some Westworld stuff. Westerworld. I did watch. I did skim through some Westworld scenes over the weekend. Did you? I did. It reminds me of the piano that's always playing. Yeah. Um, I figured you'd like this because you like that guitar-driven funk. I do. I like... You know what? I do. This might be... Yeah. No, I do. I like the Vietnam-era kind of music. That's my thing. I wonder if you and my dad would get along musically. I th- <laughs> Probably. I think he, think he... I have to ask him... I think he was kind of pissed off. So I slept yesterday and I didn't wish him a happy birthday. And I think today oh. he was kind of pissed that I didn't. So... But, um... Yeah, that song I think is the group The Meters, and it's called Hey Pocky. Uh-huh. Um, I grabbed it from Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Friday night. Oh, really? So when is that season? When is that season? Friday. Oh, you, you got in. Okay, good. Sorry, Jordan's coming back and forth. Um, Friday it ends, and I got to say that the last episode was some of the best 60 minutes of anything in Marvel's 13-year history. Really? It was really good. I watched the um, Shang-Chi. Yeah, we're going to spend probably the the first 90% of this podcast today breaking down every minute and kick (laughs) of the Shang-Chi. I loved it. Yeah, I'm very excited for it as well. Um, I I almost shut off the internet today because on USA Today's website, which is very hit or miss... Um, but it gives me an idea of, of what's going on as far as big stories. It said, meet LeVar Burton, Hope, Jeopardy host hopeful. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, what is it? Is it like Gen Z? Like, you know who LeVar Burton is? Of course I do. Well, you do, but you're not Gen Z. No. So I, I was I was hurt by that. And then I saw another, another news that I go to. It said, Marvel's first Asian superhero. And... I was like, okay, just step away, put the internet down. You know, there are certain people, there's people that don't know things. I mean, I don't know a lot about Shang-Chi, <coughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm very excited for, for, that, for this movie. And it was an enjoyable trailer. And I don't know, I guess it's just timing or whatever. But for me, this is Mortal Kombat week, which is a lot of Asian characters as well. And we have to figure out when we're going. We do have to figure out when we're going. I um, ooh, you know what? That's a good question because Thomas made plans for this weekend, but I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. What did he make plans for? Um, his friend is coming into town, and I think they're going to go to like the gun range or something. Okay. Um, the, I think there's a lot of nice, nice things to talk about today. Some lifestyle things to run down. But before that, do you have anything serious that you want to talk about? Serious? I don't think so. I can. I guess I can update you guys, and we talk about it on the podcast all the time. Of my home situation is not looking very good, um, and I don't know if we talked about it the last time we were on, but it's most likely we will not be able to buy. Essentially, um, and I'm curious what other um, folks in this market have to say, but essentially, our I always knew we were not attractive buyers, just with the loan that we have. Um, the kind of loan that we have, but it almost sounds like we would be wasting the time of realtors and lenders if we continue to try to look for homes within our budget um, with the monies that we have, essentially. 
Um, nobody is accepting loans with concessions. So when we make an offer, we make an off. We ask for concessions. So we ask for closing costs. Oh, is it? Sorry, that's work stuff is happening at the same time. We ask for closing costs in our concessions, but we offer over enough to cover those closing costs so that we're not trying to make the sellers responsible for paying those things. But apparently that's not an attractive offer. And essentially we would be wasting everybody's time <laughs> in this market looking for a home. And it's sad. I'm, I'm legitimately sad about it. Like I had to really think about it this weekend and try not to feel sad and not to come up with all the reasons why I'm bothered. Um, and it, you know, it, it upset me. It definitely made me sad. I feel like I've worked really hard to get to this point. I've never saved so much money in my life for like a down payment and felt so financially stable only for this market and this process to tell me you're not actually that financially stable. You're not, you know, you're not paying in cash. You can't afford to pay your closing costs. So no, no chance for you. Just bad timing. It is bad timing and it's, but it's hard to, I guess. And I know that like I tend to be realistic and I know that I'll come back to reality at some point, but it really is hard to kind of reconcile that and not just feel sad and, and feel like you're the only one, you know? Well, you're not. And it's through no fault of your own. It's just bad timing. And I know like, like you're feeling, nobody wants to hear that, but, um, per, like we talked about on Friday, perhaps there will be a positive out of this. Whereas, like we've talked about for weeks, we'll use some flat numbers. If you if you paid, if you were looking at a hundred fifty thousand dollar home, mm-hmm. you had to pay like one sixty five or one seventy for it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go to leave that home, you're probably not going to get as much money back as you would have at another as another time in the market. Right. So right. there's a there's a bit of a silver lining here, and uh, that's that. I saw <clears throat> I came across somebody on Facebook who was who was just getting into looking to buy a home and I was like back out back out yeah go back home um yeah it's it's troubling and maybe now what you can do is take some of that money that you saved and find somewhere to invest it to earn just a couple of extra bucks um I don't know where that would be but it's got to be somewhere um that's not a bad idea I I would have to educate myself on that the only other thing I said was that I was gonna take like a small portion of it and we were just gonna get ourselves a hotel room for a couple of days somewhere on the beach and just like, you know, give ourselves a, like a break and, you know, drive us and the dogs down to Myrtle Beach or North Carolina, South Carolina somewhere and just take some days off um, just because it's it's there. But I don't, I really don't wanna use it. I did, we did, I did get to throw Thomas a really nice birthday party this weekend. We'll get to that. Um, but. Yeah, that's. I think that was the only thing that we both said. And it's like, okay, well, how about you have a wedding? Like, why don't you prioritize a wedding? Because, you know, you can ask for finances as gifts instead of like coffee makers or whatever. You can ask for money that will go towards your home. But at the same time, it costs money to have a wedding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, that, when we talked on Friday, I was not a, an advocate of saying, you just, you know, move priorities around and bump. Right. Like, no, because you know no. what? There is no equity earned by having a wedding yeah no you're gonna you're still spending money i'm still spending money on a dress and all of that so you know that's it if there's any serious stuff it's just me working through my emotions of just feeling sad (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm not that sad. Like we talked this weekend a little bit and I was fine. So, well, not, not to minimize your feelings, mm-hmm. but to minimize your feelings. When I meant serious stuff, I meant like all the people that got shot over the weekend. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so numb to that. Like that. I, know, I mean, I, I was looking through the news cycles and it was like a shooting in Nebraska. I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't even hear about that. A shooting in Kenosha, a shooting in Austin. That person's on the loose. So good luck to those folks. Uh, it's just like I was I literally said. It's oh, it's going to be time that the shit's going to come to Toledo and we're going to be talking about it here in Toledo. Like, I just feel like I don't I feel it in my bones. And I know that's really dark to say. Luckily, in Bowling Green, we were able to curb whatever that person's intentions right. were um, right. just to induce panic, clearly. Um, but, yeah, it's only a matter of time before it gets closer to home. And that's just really troubling to say. But it's just a reality. Well, it's been here in a way. Not, not there. There hasn't been like someone like one of these people, but there, oh, yeah. there has been plenty of shootings and violence. And I think uh, Juwan Armour held his first he uh, gun violence uh, town hall. We should over have the went. Yeah, I didn't realize that was happening. Yeah, neither did I. And you know what? I saw Julian Mack, the um, the activist, mm-hmm. post something. Uh, post the flyer the city put out and he was critical saying it because it was some black kids Mm. like smiling and laughing and he's like it's not only a black problem and it's certainly not something that fun about and I get where he was coming from Um, I'm sure somebody just wanted to whip up a flyer real fast the laughing part was probably not necessary but I I, I'm not against or for per se the color of the people on there um, because I think Jawan is black, and he is there to work with with gang violence, which I would guess is mostly uh, the black community members here. Um, So I could see why you would put black people on the flyer, hoping that you would draw these people in, but I could be completely off base here. I think Julian is right, though, and I think Jawan may not have... I think he has the skill set necessary to do the job, but he might not have that extra skill set of... reading between the lines or maybe being extremely intentional. And I think what I think Julian is right. There's a lot of people in this community that will look at that flyer, immediately get offended and then not go. Like there's, there's so much criticism um, regarding our city officials and what they are or are not doing. And they have to be legitimately perfect only because there are people who will see that and say, I'm not going to go. This is more of the same. Look at this. They already have only black people, you know, advertised, um, you know, for this town hall. I'm not for this. This is not what's going to help our community. And then they'll just choose not to go. So something as small as that is it sh- is a big deal. The smiling part is, is a little ridiculous. And somebody should flag <laughs> that. And, like, it's almost an unwinnable situation. If there's no if there's no graphic on there, then well you're not a you know you're not you're not showing people who you'd like to to tacitly invite like it's 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 almost unwinnable except for the smiling part they yeah. got, probably could have gotten a um, a better graphic um and one kind of serious thing before we go into some some life stuff here um I did see and we're we're very we're hard um, when it comes to um, police officers 
All right. Doing the right thing all the time. And that's almost an impossible standard to meet. But that's kind of what happens. That's kind of what you sign up for when you put that badge on. You are you need to be above reproach when it comes to maintaining the peace and withholding and upholding justice. I think it was right. Friday night or something. Toledo police had an encounter. And the woman claimed she was pregnant. So she, uh. had, the, she had the handcuffs taken off. And it turns out she was not pregnant. But... It's, you know, I was, and I don't think I mentioned this last week, but I was wondering, when will the tide turn back towards, you know, openly supporting the police or at least understanding that in many situations, being held to a standard of perfection is nearly impossible. And is it going to take an Adam Toledo situation where that person actually has the gun and a police officer hesitates and is shot and maybe killed for, for people to go, oh, now I understand the kind of situation that they're in. And this is so challenging because we have laws and police officers police officers for the tiny minority of people who choose to do wrong in society. And um, I thought I'd share the story about this woman saying she's pregnant for who knows what reason. So she's not in handcuffs. But for the most part, I mean, it's a good reminder to... To remember that the police, what, 95% of the time deal with some unwieldy and and evil people who are lying for one reason or another. And, you know, if he took those cuffs off and something awful happened, it's like, you know, there's a loophole that a person exercised to, to do some awful things. So I believe, I think that there's going to there's gonna be a few things that are going to need to happen. Um, systematic change is a huge... Um, it's it's really big to take on, so I I don't I just don't feel like it's realistic um, to to say it in that way. But I think that there needs to be um, more officers. I feel like held accountable for their actions, and I think that there needs to be more officers and or unions that show remorse. It's so hard. I don't know how to explain it. I'm gonna. This may be a really terrible example. Years ago, when Clinton and um, um, Trump were running for office and, you know, all this stuff came out about Clinton's emails and how her wrongdoings, you know, so she did something wrong. There was no apology for that. Like, you know what I mean? There wasn't any remorse. She, what she did wasn't perfect, but she didn't do anything illegally wrong. You know what I mean? She didn't do anything that warranted any further action on her part, but what she did was messy and it was careless and it caused harm. You know, but because of her, because of what she was trying to do, she could not like she had to stay stone cold faced the entire time. I feel the same way with law enforcement and the unions and officers. You have to show remorse. It's, you, you know what I mean? And it's just like, well, our job is difficult. So th this is what you get. And it's like you need to show that you're still a human being and that you are acknowledging that other people are feeling hurt. Other people are afraid of you. I know that there's so many people who do. I, I know that, like even from the conversations we've had with Officer Bates and Sergeant um, Surgeon, um, which we should have them back on, by the way. But I, I, I know that. I do know that. But I think publicly, especially when you're talking about policing and when there's two sides of the fence here, like those who are pro-law enforcement are so stone cold with it's like they almost gaslight you, 
you know, as if these things aren't actually happening. And so there, you're not going to get any coming to Jesus or these two sides kind of coming together and acknowledging the dangers in policing when I feel like policing don't acknowledge the plights of the the community and or, you know, because there was a lot of criticism of Adam Toledo and why he was out on the street in the first place. You know, he's dead. Like, okay, but he's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I responded so, to a lady on, I, I, I hopped into a news story Facebook thread and mm-hmm. I kept it brief. She said, what's he doing out then anyway? I was like, you're right, lady. He could have gotten shot at three o'clock in the afternoon too. But it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Uh, it would be like, we always kind of ask for, um, like this was part of the, they're not all uh, like, it's just a couple of bad apples part of the discussion. Well, to make that true, the rest have to stand up and say, this is not who I am. Like these people. And it's the, it's just the, the, the machismo of the fraternity and the, mm-hmm. the, the stonewalling of the union. Like we asked for with the, the sexual assault police officers, like go stand yeah. in front of a microphone. Yeah. Show some show some contrition. Um, yeah. Okay. No more serious stuff. Okay. I enjoyed the toy show on Saturday, and my plan backfired. But because I am strategic and savvy in my shopping, and I, <laughs> and I don't bring anybody with me who's gonna like slow foot it around, um, it was like a ten minute line to get in at nine o'clock, mm. and it was just scores of people, mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that that total sports Rossford place is pretty damn impressive. But it was a, it was a good show, and like it was packed. And uh, I would say I, I can't recall anybody wearing their mask incorrectly. Um, oh, that's but, good. But then I thought back, and I did well. Uh, it was mostly it was like half of the thing was cars. I was sending my brother pictures. I'm like, do you want me to buy this for you? Because he knows what he's looking for. Um, and I enjoyed myself. It was nice to be among my own people. It was nice to do one of these conventions again. People were eager to to, to do one of these as evidenced by all the people that were there. Um, people were nice. You know, it, it's it's really... If you ever want to go somewhere and watch scores of people, not watch where they're walking, um, <laughs> go to one of these. But we've all been to places like that before. And um, I was happy. It was, it was a good time. I had a busy Saturday. But it was like yesterday I was realizing, oh, shit. There was no social distancing in the like social distancing was was reduced down to like six inches. That's how busy it was, and you weren't going to be able to enforce it in a place like that. But I was like, I am truly going to test the efficacy of my vac of my uh, of my Moderna <laughs> vaccinations. Say, yeah. Because I don't know. You say there's a thousand people there. There's a percentage, maybe ten percent. Not there was a percentage of people who, who likely had COVID at that thing. So uh, I'm going to test out whether or not my vaccinations work, or, or I, I might need to to test it out. But it was a good time, but also um, just an, a reminder that we're not out of this, and we still have to follow certain things. And in some ways, I'm disappointed in myself. But I did everything I could other than I, – I couldn't have done six feet of distancing even if I tried in that place. That's how busy it was. So don't be disappointed in yourself because you are – vaccinated so you did you know i'm curious it sounds like you must have felt safe because you didn't even realize right away it you it sounds like you said the day after that there wasn't really any social distancing practices so you you clear you must have felt some sort of safety and it 
obviously was not in the in the guide in the policies that they had in place. It was in the fact that you were vaccinated. Um, so you were able to enjoy yourself. I think that's actually really important to say for other people who may be considering vaccination um, in the future. I had the same thing this weekend. I went I went out and did some things and I felt I felt safer. I felt safer in what I was doing. It wasn't any of those. <laughs> oh, please. It, w- okay. it wasn't being vaccinated. I was just in the zone. <laughs> I had a strategy. Like when I went to the first aisle and I started at the, the aisle farthest from the entrance, I figured there'd mm-hmm. be less people there. And I started looking and I got the vibe of like, okay, I'm get, like, there's a lot of people here. I'm going to have to pounce if I see something. No, I'll come back and grab this. So I was in the zone, and that zone was not being COVID safe or following protocols. Like, I started going up and down, and I did up and down two aisles. And then I did a head turn, and I was like, shit, there's a Transformers over. The the guy's got a couple over there. So I went off my path and, and went over to this spot. So it was nothing to do with feeling safe or vaccinated. I was in the zone to to con shop. I see. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad, rest. I'm glad you had a nice time and that you felt like, you know, there was some normalcy there. What total sports is that the big dome? Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, I see it all the time, you know, that's my neck of the woods, but I've never been inside. Yeah. It, it's, it was impressive. That's um, cool. So how was Thomas's birthday? It was nice. So, um, I surprised him. He had no idea what we were doing and I wanted to get his family together and some of his friends in Michigan. Um, I don't typically do anything for Thomas's birthday beyond whatever we do together, like as a couple. And I just felt like it would be nice to kind of get everyone to include everyone in this. And so I may, sometimes it stressed me out making an effort beyond just the two of us, but I did it. We went bowling um, in Michigan, which is a risk. <laughs> but um, we had a really nice time. He was surprised. He does not like surprises. So eventually it got to a point where I'm like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just don't like surprises. And so I was like, well, I can tell you. Like, I can I can tell you. He's like, no, it's too late. That's fine. Just surprise me. Whatever. <laughs> so you, 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 you said, hey, hey, Aquaman, get in the car. We're going for a ride. Uh, yeah, essentially, you know, I told him a couple days ahead of time. I said, don't make any plans for Saturday night. We have reservations. And then he, where are our reservations? And I'm like, I'm not telling you. And then that day I said, hey, don't, you know, don't forget we have these plans today. Or the day before I said, why don't you get a haircut? Like, go get go get yourself a haircut. Because he knew he was he was a couple months from a haircut. So I said, go get yourself a haircut. I knew he would want one. And then, um, you know, I said, let me know what clothes you want me to wash, but I would recommend you put on your Timberland boots and you, you know, do this and do that. He says, all right. Um, so he did those things. Um, and then as we were kind of getting ready, like I, I, the whole day I said, okay, well you go do this. When you get, you get back, you have enough time to take a nap. This is what time we need to be out of the door. And he was fine with that. It was when he was getting ready um, and he's like, where are we going? And I said, I can't tell you that. <laughs> and then I think he started to get, once I told him he wasn't allowed to take his gun, I said, you can't bring your gun. You have to leave that here. Um, then he knew we were crossing state lines, but it was also because he would be drinking alcohol. So I'm like, you can't take your gun. No, leave it here. Um, and then he started to get a little bothered, not because he couldn't have his gun, but because he knew we were crossing state lines. So he didn't know what his surprise was going to be. So then he was really like uneasy about it. But, um, 
once he, but then once we got there he was really happy he was so he was so excited uh, his family was there and then some of his really good friends all got together and these are people that don't get together normally like he he spends time with them separately so i was able to get everybody in one room and he's such a like he's such a host even when people are there for him he's a host so like as some people were leaving he goes okay he goes honey i'll be right back i'm gonna go walk them to the car the walk to the car is not like it was not a short walk like it was around the block <laughs> he's like i'm gonna go walk them to the car i'll be right back i'm gonna go with them here i'll be right back so it was just he was definitely worried about everybody else and making sure they were safe and having a good time compared to that you know what i mean enjoying his birthday but that's just in his nature we went to the garden bowl so we were we were in midtown detroit which okay. is like the wayne state area and um there's like this block where there's a theater um and then there's a bowling alley and it's called garden bowl um, and so we went there. They had like um, glow bowl or whatever you call it. But after 8 p.m. they didn't allow kids in um, and there was food there. So I got a couple pitchers of beer for everybody and some pizzas and got everybody bowling shoes and got everyone bowling. It was really funny. I didn't realize so many of his friends and family just don't bowl like they've never bowled before. So <laughs> I told you that's why I'd ask you. Like, black people <laughs> I think about like, have I ever seen black people swim? And then Philip's like, oh no, black people don't swim. I think I like, I, if I went to one of my dad's bowling nights, I wonder how mm -hmm. many black people would there, there would be there. I mean, we, we swim if you ask us to. So it's the same thing. So I, I guess like they were like, oh yeah, we could go bowling. But I didn't realize how many of them don't bowl. What I was really happy with is every, most of them left wanting to go again. So good. they said, we should do this as a group again. This was a good time. But there was some things that I was having to teach them where I said, you know, when it's your turn to bowl, if there's somebody next to you, you have to wait to let them go first. You can't bowl at the same time. And then like, you can't let the ball go until you get up to where the gutters are. Like, you don't want to let it go beyond that because you may break the wood. Like, <laughs> you know Bowling what I mean? etiquette. Yeah, so there was just some, in, but it was, I mean, it was definitely an environment that was conducive to us. Even the music, like DMX was playing and like all the old schools, like some really good Beyonce, some Jay-Z, like from back in the day. Like that was the kind of music that was playing and it was a really nice environment. Nobody was socially distanced. Everybody had their masks on the entire time. So that was nice. Um, but now, now I feel better knowing that you were... As slightly irresponsible as I was. Well, what I, I didn't make a fuss about it, but I asked them when I called, I called and made the reservations in advance and I asked them, I said, hey, you know, what are your guidelines? They wouldn't let me bring a cake in. Like there were things that they said, no, you can't do this. No, you can't that do that. That makes sense. But they said that there's a buffer lane in between each person. There was no buffer lane. Mm. Like there was no buffer lane. We were right next to the other party. And the only other thing that I didn't love was, you know, normally when you're in a bowling alley and you have your lane, there's like six chairs per lane. There's only two chairs per lane. So everybody else was having to stand up um, behind the lanes, like where they had like tall bar, bar, stool, bar stools and tables. So we're all sitting around those things as we wait for our turn. So it was actually a very tight, it was a compact little bowling alley, but, um, and it was full of folks. I mean, everybody, our reservations were at eight and that was early. Apparently, uh, there was like a bachelor party that a bachelorette party that came in. There was a sorority that was having a gathering. There was a ton of people, 
um, that were coming in and out. It was a really good time. He did. He had fun. I was happy that he had fun. He kept saying it. So I knew he had a good time and he was able to let loose. He's 33. He's 33. Um, Did you do dinner or was the reservation at the bowling alley? Um, I got pizzas for everyone. Where'd you get pizza? Pizzas from the bowling alley? Yeah, it's Sergeant something or another. Sergeant pepperoni. I don't know. It was it wasn't bad. It wasn't. I didn't think it through though, and there was a lot of people who don't eat pork, which surprised me. So I got two pepperonis, and I should have got one cheese, one pet. That's what happens when you invite all the Jews out. <laughs> the Orthodox Jews coming down from Southfield and Oak Park. Oi, vey. Oi, vey. You can't hurry. I can't eat the pizza. Uh, um, good. Well, you you know that I told him happy birthday. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That was funny. Um, you know. I haven't gotten any responses. Bethany asked me if uh, what I sent in, in this group message that I created was a prank. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, it, since we're doing this, I figure we can have a, a small gathering at my place, round two. Um, nobody else has responded, so I'll have to, probably have to ask them individually. But um, everybody's significant other is invited to come, so that includes Thomas. And I was thinking maybe I could have him at the front door. He could bounce for the night. <laughs> He would absolutely come. He'd probably be glued to your dogs the entire time. So in social social events, if there's a dog around, he usually goes right to that so he doesn't have to socialize with people. Me so too. Me too. He will, he will likely do that. I would say from your message, I didn't know what RD meant. And, to, and I was like, oh, that's round. Yes. Round two. Got it. And then specify what time. I also have a birthday party to go to that day, but it's for a kid. So it would probably be in the afternoon anyway. So I'd be free most likely after five. Yeah, it would definitely be at night or so. <coughs> um, good segue into dogs. Mm. So um, Amanda was having a day. Like I was supposed mm. to go over there for, for Moana and pizza and Pierce and poop Saturday <laughs> night. Um, Amanda was having a day and I could tell. Um, it's a lot for her to manage Pierce because... He is a tornado, like every every second. Um, and when he's not a tornado, he's on his he's on the phone watching stuff. But mm-hmm. he's a little boy, and you know mm-hmm. the wind can blow, or he could fart, and all of a sudden, then he wants to go run and jump on his mom. Yeah. So I could tell she was having a day, and I was, I was, I, I didn't sleep well. I thought I had a productive day, so I figured. I could maybe get out of going over for the for the long haul of the night. Uh-huh. So, and she and I had discussed this because the day before, Pierce ran up to some dogs outside and wanted to see them. It's like, all right, oh. well, let's try Andre again. Uh-huh. So, as soon as I got over there, I could see he had this he had this conundrum. So, his mom was between me and him. With me, I was Andre. Um, so does he run away and get farther away from the dog or does he run to his mom to save him from this, this, this Cujo canine I brought into his home? Andre was fine, by the way. Um, (laughs) he ran to his mom and we made it about 15 minutes and he was just not about Andre at all. And, um, but, but when I left... Um, I put Andre, I hooked Andre onto the door handle so he couldn't do anything. And I walked over and and I got a high five from Pierce. Oh, that's good. So there was that. And and then I went home and I, uh, I ordered pizza and I watched, uh, I finished up Invincible. I caught up on Invincible and I watched The Dark Knight Rises. Have you seen that movie? The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen all of them. So there was a that like the a lot of that was based on Occupy Wall Street stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's ten years later, and we're getting closer and closer. <laughs> While no criminals will be released, but with like where people are are rightly squawking about inequality mm-hmm. um, and how much worse it's gotten during COVID and Black Lives Matter and other people mm-hmm. who are subjugated or treated differently and like we're not that far off from a guy in a long coat with a mask standing on top of a tank but it's not gonna be but you know who is who would like i feel like the group that would be most likely to do that would be the ones who storm the capitol compared to my friend brought that up i i feel like it's the opposite i know um it's the opposite but absolutely and you know i kind of reflected back a couple days ago um, and I, I don't know if it was you and I that talked about this on the podcast, but we almost felt like last year when this pandemic happened, like for many reasons, we had it coming. Like some, some reasons were, um, Darwinism. Other reasons were like, as individuals, we were burning ourselves out and there was no way for us to stop. And we were heading to a really terrible place. And then the universe just said, boom, slow down. Other people were saying we had it coming biblically because we're such a mess, like as a country and as a world, like, you know what I mean? Like this is our, um, what's the last, what's the last book of the Bible? Revelation. (laughs) revelations you know what i mean like they would like they said like we had it coming and here we are 12 months later and boom like over a dozen mass shootings in in a month like here we go again you know we're here we're at it again yeah i i don't know i don't know it's my conspiracy theory and you can have that one i i mean i i know conspiracies (laughs) i i don't know what the names of the the Bible are and stuff, but it was, it was because in 15, when I watched that movie, I guess I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is Christopher Nolan's analog for, um, inequality. And I remember first, you know, first time I see that movie, you're always rooting against the bad guy mm-hmm. in 2012. It's like, Batman's got to come back and save these people. Spoiler. Um, and then in 2015, I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it now. And you're like, Fuck all these rich people. They can stay under those tables. And if they get shot, they get shot. You know, Bane was the good guy. He just had some some violent means about it. And it's mm-hmm. like we're inching closer to that in in some ways. And my friend who I converse with Batman stuff all the time, she, she mentioned um, the storming of the Capitol. And, and, you're, and I, I said to her the same thing. I'm like, wrong people. Because it would be the people who are <clears throat> oppressed in a variety of ways. Um, the people who, like yourself, like I just saw a tweet, like you, you have truly been beaten up because it's the housing market now, it's student mm-hmm. loan before that, um, and and on and on and on with people your age, and your your people would be the one holding the guns, cheering on Bane for and thanking him for giving you the city back against the elites. But I just think that the oppressed will not. I mean unless we all rise up we won't which i'm not saying we need to do we don't have the power to really do that and even make a difference like the the unoppressed if that's even a word like that's the whole reason they were able to get away with what they did at the capitol was because they weren't viewed as a threat you know and then boom threat happened nobody was prepared all hell broke loose like Uh, since whatever year as with everything it's a lot of reasons. 
It, yeah. And, you know, yeah. we, we, we could literally do an hour each day about things like that that are wrong in life, but that's not what we do. We try to make <laughs> some hands. Um, exactly. I did, I did make it to the Dunkin' Donuts um, in Maumee the other morning, and they were, I couldn't sit inside. <laughs> um, but then I'm walking to leave, and I'm like, what am I going to do for 90 minutes for the toy show? I'm like, oh, I'll sit at these tables outside of Five Guys. Um, it was a little chilly, but I enjoyed my Dunkin' Donuts. And just a couple of observations. Um, so Five Guys is hiring, and they had a sign that says, starting at $11 per hour, Ooh. benefits, and free food. And then, as I as irony would have it, later on I'm driving uh, the Wendy's. I think both Wendy's on airport are... So the Spring Meadows Wendy's says $12 an hour. And I was... Uh, just engaging in some discourse on Twitter last week, trying to refute the, ba- the fact that even burger flippers are making more than $8 an hour these days. Mm. Um, it's, and I don't, I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole because something else will happen that will pop up that will bring back this, the pay discussion. But it just kind of confirmed my thinking that um, we, we probably don't even have to raise minimum wage because of all the things <coughs> going on in the world. It's, either organically or artificially happening, whichever way you want to read it. But my other thought was um, for a lot of those jobs, like some people will claim you have to pay a living wage. In Dunkin' Donuts, no, I don't, I don't think any of those people, you gotta be 18, I don't think any of those people could legally drink alcohol. Um, but they, <laughs> they were all doing a great job. So sure. just some, some interesting observations as I was I- out. Where is this Dunkin' Donuts? Like, I, I know where the Five Guys is because, wait, no, I don't. Where is the Five Guys? So it's in a weird spot. So I had, uh, I was going to dinner one time with Juliana <clears throat> and she's like, yeah, it's on Conant. Well, I'm like, well, you're on Reynolds right now. She's like, well, <laughs> Reynolds turns into Conant. I was like, well, I'll be damned. So, is it by the rib cage? I th- yes. Okay. Yes, it's right. It's right there. In fact, um, you know where sh- sh- it's, it's across from Schlotsky's. I lo- so I just discovered Schlotsky's last week. In love, I've already been there twice. <laughs> I've, I've heard their corned beef sandwiches are really good. Um, I only had I had a turkey sandwich one day, and then the other day I had a barbecue chicken flatbread. I am more, I go for the Cinnabon because there's no Cinnabons around here. Yeah, that was weird. I, I saw that as I was pulling, I was pulling past their parking lot. It says like home of the Cinnabon. I'm like, at the deli? What? Yeah. Yeah. They must, con- they, and it's Cinnabon, it's Cinnabon. Right. So they must contract with them um, to get Cinnabons available for their, kind of like, um, you know what? I don't even know what it would be like. Ben and Jerry's at a burger place. But, um, I've, it was fantastic. So I've, I think I've gone twice for the Cinnabons, not for the food, but I get the food while I'm there. Was the turkey sandwich big? <laughs> no. Well, so you get, you can get small, medium, and larges. I got a got medium. Because a sti- large, large sandwich is like $12. If I have to use a fork, that, that's worth it. I have yet to find a deli sandwich um, that you need a fork for here. Oh, have you ever had Slimans in Cleveland? I have not. Ooh, delicious. I mean, in cities like that, I expect that. But mm-hmm. delis here, I remember I went to, and this is not to knock them, I went to Fakasha's and I got like the Manhattan size or the New York size. Oh. Uh, Corby Special. And I was like, like this, this might be New York on a diet. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll get to Sloshies one of these days. But right across the street is where that Dunkin' Donuts is. But it's all drive-through and and I, no indoor seating at the moment, which is a little disappointing. But um, it was nice to finally have some Dunkin' Donuts back in my in my body again. Good for them. This might be a good time to go too, because the the world hasn't discovered it yet. So the right. line isn't going to be wrapped around the block like the Dunkin' on Central, the Dunkin' um, off of Twenty Five, wrapped around the block every time, just like Starbucks. The only are you there? Oh, you, you, you clipped. Out. I'm back. Yeah, I got a phone call. The only places that aren't wrapped around the blocks are uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> that that Dunkin' Donuts on Central. If four cars are in in the drive-through. Somebody's out on Central. It's so small there. That's true. That is true. Um, two last things. One shout out to Jared Del Vecchio. He uh, helped me with some skincare stuff, and I'm going to dive into that tonight. What did you get? And where'd you go? Um, well, he works at Dermatology Associates. Apparently, oh, nice. he's a longtime listener of the show, and uh, I. I had put out there, you know, my face is different now. And mm-hmm. it, some of it is age, but also, like, I want to make sure I'm putting, I'm not using junk on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave me a couple things, let me find it. Da, 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 da. Hold on. He suggested two, like, that you can find anywhere products. Mm-hmm. Uh, CeraVe Cream to Foam Cleanser. Yep, that's what I have. Moisturizer. Neutrogena Hydro Boost, uh, Hydro Boost the Gel Cream. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Um, and then I took a picture. I'll put a post up at some point. Let's go. Uh, one of these is like a retinol product, which I guess is vitamin A. Uh, yeah, I have retinol. Yep. Okay. And then Elastin Skin Care. Uh, that's, that's the retinol. The other thing is, I'll have to send you a picture of these. But he told me like in what order to use these. Blah, yeah, that's blah, blah. important. Mm-hmm. So, Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Uh, yeah, well, one of these is a sunscreen. It's like SPF 45. I'll send you the picture. Um, but that, that he was very helpful, very informational. He's like, you know, I feel like I'm sitting with a celebrity. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in a doctor's office getting a consultation because he was very, he was very uh, prescriptive and like protocol driven. That's good. Yeah, that's really nice. I, you know, after we talked about it, we were we had a pod a couple months ago, and I, that was my goal. And I picked up a routine and I'm really like, I don't have makeup on right now. Like I'm not wearing any makeup. And I try to do that more intently because um, some of the stuff that I've been doing for my skincare has really kind of gotten rid of some of the spots on my face that I'm insecure about and made my skin glow a little bit. So I also use CeraVe, the um, cleanser. And then I do a hyaluronic acid and a retinol, and then a moisturizer, and then in the morning, again, the cleanser. Oh, I also use a toner. But then in the morning, I also do the cleanser, I'll do the hyaluronic acid, and then I'll do a vitamin C serum, and then moisturizer and SPF. I think uh, the hyalur thing, hyaluronic Hyaluronic acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's in some of these. Um, So he said in the morning, moisturize is needed, Mm -hmm. then use the SPF, Alita thing mm-hmm. at night do the elastin retinol and moisturize and he's like i can also use my i use the under eye cream from mm-hmm. men from men's clinic i don't know if it does anything i have an under eye cream it cost me 70 bucks yeah it, it, they are very expensive i don't know if they've ever done anything and actually that's not my my trouble spot um 
But yeah, so I'm interested to, to give this a go, and he was very helpful. It was very nice to meet him, and as usual, especially when it comes to a gay guy, uh, we know all the same people. <laughs> so he said Philip had actually just reached out to him last. Oh, and I have big Philip news, but I've been sworn to secrecy, and I really need to tell him me? like no one cares. Um, I, if he says it's okay to tell you, I will tell you. He might just say don't bring it on the podcast, and by Friday or Thursday, he might be okay um, sharing it. I hope it's him and Danny are moving back to the moving to the U.S. It's not that. Damn it! But I was wondering if Danny was going to whoop some ass. Oh, ooh. yeah. I'll ask him if I can tell anybody. But um, one last thing, and this I thought this might be a phone call, but I think that this is safe enough to put on on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So Amanda is going through things, and I've sure. mentioned it here and there. I mean, she's in her tiny little rectangle. Here's going to be a tornado. She's trying to wrap up her divorce and he's a difficult person mm-hmm. um so like like i said on saturday i could tell are you okay oh, i'm fine you're clearly not fine and then today i went and saw her and she wasn't doing great and she texted me thanks for coming over and she apologized for you know not being more than what she is right now mm-hmm. and i think it was on saturday it was like how come i keep dating all these people who have things that they can't seemingly get past <laughs> Like the last girl, like I, I, I think you remember me telling her, like you are doing so well with this. All this stuff would cripple a normal human being, mm-hmm. but she didn't believe me, or she couldn't buy into that. So it, it made things difficult. And not that this has made things difficult with Amanda, but I mean, I just have to remind myself. I guess is everybody's got something, and um, you know, you're never gonna find somebody who doesn't have an issue in their life that brings them down from time to time. You and I are like so much alike when it comes to, um, I, I believe at least, you know that this was my number one struggle when Thomas and I were together. He handles things in a very different way than how I handle things. And sometimes it's a real challenge for me because it's not about me, but we live together and share a world together. So it does still affect me. And so that patience of when somebody you know, is dealing with something and they're coping with it and how they choose to cope with it can really be a challenge. I am very much a fixer. If I'm sad, I'm playing music that I know is going to pick me up. I'm going to watch something that I know is going to pick me up or I'm going to go somewhere that I know will make me feel better. I won't necessarily sit in that, you know, sit in my feelings. I'm like, don't want these, don't want anything to do with them. Let's get rid of them. Other people aren't that way, you know, and so they, it may take them a little while to work through real life shit as it should um and it can be a challenge that's that's probably one of the things that i thought i knew all about until i met thomas and then i'm like i have no patience like there's a lot i can learn here (laughs) a lot yeah like i don't have a problem with how she's dealing with it because it's Mm -hmm. a lot i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it is um when i went over to see her with andre on saturday and i i had known from earlier in the afternoon that's kind of why i decided to um adjust like Last week, I'm like, I need to get over there because she's going to deal with her shot. Like, I need to, to like, be a barrier between Pierce mm-hmm. and her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt the opposite on Saturday. Like, an extra person there, especially one who will likely wind up Pierce, is probably not best. But let me go. Let me go show the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, like yesterday and today, I just had to realize somebody's always going to have something, and she's dealing with it as best as she can. And I have no criticisms yeah. with how she's dealing with it. I guess it's just it, it, it's like a disruptor in the linear progress of of a relationship. But yeah. there's no such thing. I mean that that is a zigzag of a road that one's traveling on. It's never straight. <clears throat> you you seem so supportive too, which is really helpful and really nice. Like I I always like to hear you know, what you've done or something small you did, even if it's like just bringing her coffee. That's really nice. That's, that's kind of, that's top notch boyfriend quality. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. I've practiced my whole life for this. <laughs> I even, job. um, so, uh, so I, I have joked with her and she's even said it like he's getting kicked out of daycare. Oh. I am choosing to amend how we say that. It's kind of like, oh, you were offensive for a long time. Oh, I didn't mean it, but you said it. So now we're going to say things differently. Mm-hmm. His current daycare can't handle him. It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit. There we go. It's not you. It's, yeah, it's not a good fit. So I have, did, have you thought about a, somebody that we know that works at one that may be a good fit? Took care of that on Friday. Very good. Took care of that. That's how I knew what I that what I disclosed to you. Okay. So hopefully uh, that can happen. If not, yeah. like I told her, I was like, I mean, it could be really painful, but it will, yeah. it'll be temporary. I even threw out the suggestion to her today. It was like, what about like um, a private like babysitter or something? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's somebody's in home daycare or mm-hmm. whether she can pay somebody because she has resources. Mm-hmm. It's just finding the person who, you know, she could drop him off there, or that person can come to her little rectangle. So, th- sure, there are there are ways. Yeah. All right. Um, today was nice. I will dig into the nevers tonight, and I want to want to watch the Kate Winslet show. That's exactly what we're doing. So we're gonna watch both of those. We've got some leftover chicken wings, and we're gonna sit down. And there's a cake at home, so I'm just gonna <laughs> eat my feelings. Bless his heart. Thomas is so sweet. He'll like. I was so sick last week. He would turn on my heating pad and clean up and do all that stuff. So hopefully it'll be a nice night. I've got, um, yeah, that's what we're watching. By the way, talked to Matt today and got some meals delivered. So Thank God. That, that's, we, so, that's so weird because he was MIA last week, even to mm-hmm. me a little bit. I texted him this morning, um, but good. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I was able to. Purchase some that I felt like, you know, obviously for what I could do, I'm like, mm, the price is a little steep, but I'm going to support you anyway. And he actually came through very, very much as far well, he, as he said he was sick. Was he, did you go the route of he was going to give you the extra meals? So I asked. Yep. So I did exactly what I said I would. I emailed him, said, hey, we're going to have some folks. Um, what are you looking like with that? What you have left over? He actually has this. um like a clearance section of his website now and we'll put whatever he has left over on his website. So I was able to go take a look and then select what I wanted and purchase them. The prices were still, even then they were discounted, but they were still a little steep for, for, for me this week at least. Um, but I did it anyway. I'm like, you know what, let's go ahead and give it a try. Cause I want to support him and I want to try. And, um, he came through same day. Compl- like I was very impressed and, um, you know, tossed in a couple extras and some uh, coupons and all of that good stuff. So I, I was really satisfied and the meals look great. So I'll, uh, I'm going to text him right now. So don't forget. Yeah. Everybody call Matt meals, meals for, pre- I don't know. I'm going to say meal preps wrong. for he, me. meal preps for me Toledo. Give him a call. 
Yeah, he was supposed to be advertising by by now, but he got <laughs> victim of his own success. Uh, <laughs> I guess he needed to hire even more people because he got so successful so quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, just an awful situation. A terrible thing to have. Too successful, <laughs> too fast. So exactly. I'll watch those tonight. And if you have time with the Winter Soldier finale coming up on Friday, um, this would be a time to catch up. It's, God... Friday night's episode was so good. It like checked all the boxes for everything that you want in a good show and and something Marvel. The uh, the first scene is. Um, do you remember the Iron Man Captain America scene at the end of Civil War? Mm, you'd have to remind me, but most likely where Cap leaves the shield. Yes. This was on that level. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. So I will. I think maybe Saturday I'll do it um, because Thomas is actually I think his friend's going to be here all day and they're going to be out and because I don't get to join those activities. So I will need something to do on Saturday. So maybe I'll binge it all day Saturday and then watch it. um, Watch the last one. And then. um, Oh, geez, I was going to. Oh, so Synchronic has the guy who plays Falcon is the main character in Synchronic. Sebastian Stan. Yes, the one from New Orleans. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Oh, I'm done. You know, that's why I scoffed at it. Because it's like he's taking these Netflix movies. He is. And they're all like a dime a dozen. Wasn't there one where he's kind of a, he's a robot? Yes. You you and Vinny both watched it. That just came out. I mean, it came out, I want to say, in like February. So um, he must have signed a deal that just wasn't made public. I'm sure he'll be in a couple other films, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, no, this is not a bird joke, but he is quickly pigeonholing himself. I think he is too. So it was a good film, but it was like, meh. So was the one where he played the robot. So I feel like he's got to like hold himself back, like hold out for some of the bigger roles. <laughs> like You know what I mean? Like you don't have to just sell out. Because I mean, may he rest in peace, but Chadwick Boseman passed away there's an opportunity for you to take on some of the roles that would maybe have gone to him or that he, he fit more. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously a ton of black actors out there that can do that, but I just, I do like him as an actor and I watched the movie and I was like, okay, this is all right. All right. I originally remember Anthony Mackie. He had like just gotten cast and I'm like, who? (laughs) He was in the movie. It was Matt Damon and it might've been Emily Blunt, the adjustment bureau. Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, good, good, good movie. Good movie. Mm. Um, like they would go back and fix crimes. Therefore, oh. the Adjustment Bureau. No, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it must have been like 2010, maybe 2011. Um, oh, I heard all the stars from the Black Panther soundtrack over the weekend. Did you love it? I've heard it a couple times, and I'm like, I really did love this song. I loved it then, Mm -hmm. um, and I heard it over the weekend, and that was the first time I've heard it since he died, Mm -hmm. and it it was a lot heavier. It is. It is. I still can't. um, I can't really watch some of the some of his films. Like I haven't rewatched Black Panther. I'm okay with some of the Marvel movies where he's just kind of in it, but um, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do with that. Uh, one of these days, I'll have to have Vinny have on uh, on the show. He's like, there there was a petition last week, one of these idiot online ones uh, that goes to the president uh, mm. to recast Black Panther. 
and I sent it to Vinny, and he said what I didn't really want to hear, but I'll be fine with it. He's like, you know, they're going to have to recast him. They have to recast the character at some point. I'm like, I know, I know. My complaint was there is no studio on Earth more well-suited to deal with something as horrific and tragic as this than Marvel. I agree. Yeah, I think they'll do. I think they'll do a really good job with it. It won't be disappointing, but I don't want them to recast him. I don't think it's going to be the same. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it happens. And I think there's so many other opportunities to do something different with it, where they don't have to recast him, and it's still just as valuable. It would be interesting if they could creatively find a way to put it into the narrative. Sure. Like. Black Panther got unblipped, but then he got mm-hmm. re-blipped mm. by the like there was a stone malfunction. <laughs> I don't know. So. Okay. All right. Um, I'll edit that stuff out and bye. Thank you. Bye.